Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel, check out the rest of the amazing Proud Libertarian store while you're over there. And be sure to use code TBNS at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. That's right, 10% off your entire order from Proud Libertarian, including everything over at the Brian Nichols Show shop. And all you have to use is code TBNS at checkout. One more time, head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and check out the brand new Brian Nichols Show store over at Proud Libertarian and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off your entire order. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C level executives to help them future proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. That's right. With that, onto the show. Hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on the Brian Nichols Show. Happy Monday. Yes, we are joined by our fearless uh, friend and I dare say sales guru. Is that fair to call you, Jeremy? Jeremy Todd, welcome back to the Brian hey, Nichols hey. Show. What's up, everybody? I've always loved the term guru, so uh, I will happily take it. It's better than expert or consultant. I think oh now my. we can just go to guru, go straight to that, just like Michael Myers. And by the way, nice, nice new digs you have there, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the uh, the, the Hilton, uh, because uh, in Arizona, if you don't have air conditioning, even for an hour, you are like, nope, I'm out. So that's yeah. what I'm up to today. Isn't that fun? Always a blast. Well, hey, man. Well, how about this? We'll we'll keep the, uh, the time relatively short. I know you have your entire family there in, in a hotel room. So yeah. we'll make sure we're respecting your time, but also viewers. Um, we're going to make sure we're respecting your time because we want to, we're, we're giving you not just a lot of information, but stuff that's useful, easy yeah. to take away and stuff you can use every single day. Now also with it as my, one of my foam installations fall. Um, <laughs> also with that being said, we are going to be doing some new stuff here in the show. And Jeremy's going to be a part of that. Where we're going to be doing, believe it or not, a daily show. I know strap in. It, it's nothing really, Crazy. It's going to be short, concise episodes on the uh, the three off days, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday that we currently do not have shows. Uh, and really, it's going to be kind of what we do at the morning sales huddle in, the, in an email uh, perspective, but bringing this to you guys in terms of uh, just a different medium uh, and really giving people like Jeremy, like Chris Guayzetta, and some guest uh, guests uh, that we haven't had here in the show or maybe some reoccurring guests that you've had here in the past coming up and uh, doing some uh, some special episodes as well. So, Jeremy, yes, I'm excited to have that. But with that being said, today we're talking about the change 
triangle. And this is part of our series on empathy. We're, we're I think, on – is this part three, three right now? Four? Three. Right. Yep. Yeah, wow. Three four. Time's flying, man. So let's dig into this. What is this change triangle? And as you're yeah. doing that, I'll bring it up here for our YouTube viewers to see the, uh, the graphic. Definitely. So last week we talked a little bit about uh, empathy and understanding people's values. Uh, this week we want to talk about the emotions that are involved in empathy. And so, uh, again, empathy is about curiosity and trying to understand the perspective uh, that the other person has, because the better you can understand their perspective, the more effective you can be at persuasion in general. So uh, the change triangle and emotional empathy is about understanding not only the emotions that the other person is, uh, is, is experiencing on the topic, but also why they have those emotions in regards to the topic. So we're going to talk about a little bit of triggering and, and, and things like that today. And then uh, a, a great illustration uh, of this that you can keep in mind is that change triangle. So um, it's uh, essentially uh, to paint a picture for everybody out there, imagine a triangle and at one corner at your top left corner, as you're looking at it are defense mechanisms. So these are the things that we do to avoid engaging in tough conversations uh, things like joking around, sarcasm, uh, criticism, procrastination, zoning out, uh, even even into some negative stuff like addiction and dealing with our own issues. Um, but this is what we uh, do to avoid having any conversation at all. The next corner are our inhibitory emotions. These are the things that really prevent us from being able to move into productive emotional places. These are things like anxiety, shame, and guilt. These keep us from being productive. And the last one at the bottom of the triangle are your core emotions, fear, anger, grief, joy, excitement, disgust, uh, and sexual excitement, arousal. These are emotions that if you can tap into with yourself or with other people, they become productive emotions. They lead to action. Um, And then once you are in a core productive state and you are uh, mission-oriented you actually can move into the uh, place of uh, yourself, uh, which are all the C's, calm, curious, connected, compassionate, confident, courageous, clear. All of those C's are where you want to be in order to effectively persuade somebody. So if you're feeling shame or guilt or your audience feels shame or guilt, you're not going to be able to effectively persuade them. You want to be in their calm, curious, confident state and have and help work your way around the change triangle until they reach their core emotions of fear, anger, grief, joy, because then you can spark within them action. Action. That's when we talk to our friend Chris Guizetta in the marketing world. Sometimes the part that we forget, that's who we're looking to speak to. It's not just the person who is in our our you know particular vertical or the particular buyer persona but it's also the person who we're meeting at that right moment where they are at a point where they are ready to make that decision where they are in that action mentality so it is important to make sure that we are going backwards almost and making sure that we're reverse engineering not just who we're speaking to but making sure that we're taking care of us ourselves jeremy i think that might be sometimes the thing that we we don't really focus on we're so focused on trying to take care of everybody else and trying to bring up the ideas of liberty because let's be real 
these ideas that we talk about, they're intoxicating and we love to talk about them with everybody else because we know that at the end of the day, they're going to make people's lives better. But Mm -hmm. if we are not entering into that empathetic mindset of knowing who the person is we're speaking to and what are they experiencing that's holding them back. And if it is something with regards to, as we're looking at here, this change triangle, then we're just going to be spinning our wheels. And then the same thing is true for ourselves. If we aren't, and this actually goes back to a good friend, Gary Collins here. Um, he has his three-legged stool analogy where yeah. you're talking about your physical, your financial uh, health, and then uh, your, your physical health, your financial health, and then your sense of purpose. And if any of those are, are out of balance, then you as a person are out of balance. So mm-hmm. if you are out of balance, how do you think that you're going to be able to present a solution to help move somebody from a state of problem, uh, chaos, to a state, it's a better future state. When right. you yourself aren't in that better future state, you're not presenting yourself as an authentic salesperson because you're, you're showing that you, well, you're not showing, that's a problem. You're you're having the problems, but you're not acknowledging, you're not dealing with them first, and it will lead to an inherent distrust. Yeah, clean your damn car uh, yes. is the advice. Uh, from an old pastor of mine. He didn't say, damn, I added that part. Uh, but <laughs> clean your car. Clean your blessed car. Yeah, you have to be someone that they see something in that they want. But um, you also have to reach people when they're in certain emotional states where you can affect change. And if they're not in productive emotional states, you have to help work to get them there. You can only do that, as you're saying, when you have found yourself grounded, calm, cool, collected, not triggered by whatever, how stupid, whatever ridiculousness they're spouting, it's only when you are in those seas places, calm, curious, confident, compassionate, can you effectively then lead the conversation. So I'll give you a great example of, of, of how this works. Um, so we take, and we let, let's say, Six months ago, we wanted to talk about ending the war in Afghanistan. Um, One of my best friends was like, people don't care. Like, it's just not an issue that matters to folks. And right. And he wasn't wrong. Um, People were in the defense portion where they just wanted to avoid this really uncomfortable conversation. It wasn't at front of mind. It didn't trigger anything. We had become very numb Uh, to the crisis in Afghanistan. Well, all of a sudden, uh, we start seeing some some people fall out of airplanes, uh, a kerfuffle in a withdrawal. Uh, we, and then we, we lose 13 service members and close to 100 Afghanistan uh, citizens in a terror attack. Now people are feeling the core emotions, fear, anger, grief, disgust, Now those people are in a productive state where you can persuade them. And if you haven't been paying attention, all of the every every one of my neocon friends over the last week or so has been posting about, like, how can Joe Biden do this to our soldiers? Right. The traditional sort of neocon approach. And all I have to do is I know they are in a moment of disgust, fear, anger, and I can slip in and go, hey, you know, honestly, they never should have been there to begin with. How do you keep how do you keep weapons out of the Taliban's hands? We'll never send those weapons over there to begin with, right? So now because they are in these positions of disgust, fear, anger, and grief, as opposed to being numb to it, uh, it can be productive. Now, the other friends on the left, imagine if you'd came to them this week after what happened and said, it's your vote 
is the reason these service members died and you made them feel shame and guilt. Are they going to, are you putting yourself in a predicament to have a productive conversation with them? Absolutely not. So you've got to move them beyond that into finding that spot of where they feel fear, anger, grief, disgust, as opposed to things like shame and guilt, because those will block you from being able to uh, effectively start to make your case on solutions. And Jeremy, we have a mutual friend whose name we will remain (laughs) anonymous for, for just the sake of the story, but... This friend is is unfortunately well known in greater liberty circles because they go around and they're constantly trying to, you know, basically do the, the there is, you know, no real libertarian except me. And and we see too often not the things that they're too focused on are the things that really don't matter. And it speaks to this inherent. Well, there's something going on with them, too, that they're feeling mm-hmm. And that they maybe need to deal with as well. And and yeah. this is something that we need to as a across the board as a movement kind of move past. Right. And this is the letting the identity of who you are as a libertarian be who you are as a person. And, yeah. and if you kind of are not able to separate the two things, you're going to have a very, very sad time because in sales, Jeremy, do we hear the word no at all? <coughs> we hear it a lot. I, I, I made you choke. Yeah, yeah, you shocked me. Uh, I know. You never hear that word though, right? Man, the uh, the the old adage that I heard, and I, I'm curious just what your number is, but it was five no's equals a yes on average. Yeah, yeah. You, you, on your way to a yes, you got at least five to seven no's. Um, yeah. and, and I usually see that in touches too. You know, if you yeah. go out just even to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Even prospecting, marketing, all of that, it's multiple touches. And if you were to get offended, right, if you were to consistently tie yourself to the no, the emotional self to the no, you're going to be defeated. You're going to constantly feel like you have to lick your wounds. You're going to be just it's 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 not mentally healthy for you to not be able to separate who you are as a person and who you are in the political world mm-hmm. because if you if you're only your political self then you become that you yeah. become the wins and you become the losses whereas mm-hmm. if you can go home at the end of the day and focus on the things that you can control the things that not only you can control but the things you excel at right then you can start to get better at those and then starting to use those as a solution to offer to people to solve the problems that are out there right but to yeah. make sure we have the right solution to a problem that actually exists. That's also an imperative point. Right. And and where people's heads are at on problems oftentimes depends on where they are emotionally or what's happening in the world at the moment that triggers those emotions. So you have to be willing, especially if, if, it, if your focus is to be persuasive. You don't get to pick and choose issues that matter to you. And say, I'm going to make them matter to everybody else. That is, you can do it, but man, you better be ready to spend some one-on-one time with people because you have to walk them around this change triangle. People who don't care about the issue that seems to be number one most important to you aren't bigots. They aren't wrong about it. They're just in a defense 
emotional state about it because they just they they may be trying to avoid it. It, it. it may be something they don't know a lot about. Uh, it may be something they're not super educated on or confident on, don't know how they feel, so they get themselves in a defense position. You are not going to make them uh, very effective by getting them to feel anxiety, shame, and guilt. Those are You've got to get them past that if you want them to care. And listen, that takes a lot of time, patience, and all those C's down there, a place of calm, curious, connected, compassionate, confident, courageous, and clear. You cannot be emotional in trying to move people through this triangle. What is much easier to do is take the things that they already have emotional connections to based on the moment or what matters to them and then persuade from the emotions that they're feeling about those. Yeah, well, oh, sorry. No, that's a much just a far easier way to do it. In my opinion. And you know who else believes this? And this is not a, a an opinion on vaccines or anything. But you know who else thinks this right now is advertising agencies. I just read an, a fascinating article in of all places over on Twitter. I found it in a Twitter moments. Yeah. And it was saying how there are advertising agencies who are trying to help with the vaccination efforts by saying, Stop scolding people. Stop yeah. trying to give people money. Like you have to go the ad route. You have to go the sales route, the marketing route. And yeah. I, I, you know, I did the sensible chuckle because I said, yeah, no, duh. This, this is something that it's, it just makes sense. When you start to see the connection, the sales having the connection with success, not just in the private sector, but in the public sector, because we are offering solutions and you see that when the monopoly of the solution is held from the government, there is no incentive to offer a better solution. So what do we have to do? We have to be able to play the game and to use sales to help change that solution. We can do it. We, and we are doing it. And that's the thing is we have to focus more on what works and what works is focusing on things like the change triangle. This is why empathy is so important. You know, you, you see, I think it was two or three days ago, Joe Biden does his speech about um, Afghanistan mm-hmm. and empathy is trending. And I know uh, Ben Shapiro has tongue in cheek called him president empathy. Um, you know, there is the idea, though. Empathy is important. Ben Shapiro kind of made his name with the facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed this before, though, Jeremy. Facts don't care about your feelings, but feelings sell. And yes. we need to make sure that we're paying attention to that and not good idea in people to death, not just fact peopling the death. You have to make sure you're meeting people where they're at on the issues they care about and enter into that conversation that they're already having and try to help be that problem solver. You can be right. that trusted advisor by just being a friend, build up that natural trust. Don't feel you have to force the sale. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of our friends in the, the greater liberty world, especially your more left libertarians or beltway libertarians, they're more focused on uh, just obtaining political power or just having the best ideas and the, the best mm-hmm. arguments instead of trying to build that mm-hmm. network and build up that base of trust. People are going to do more with you if they can actually look at you as someone that they would want to go out and have a conversation with outside the political arena. And we haven't done enough. And I say that we as a greater liberty movement in the past 10, 15, 20 years, we have not done that enough to actually have substantial growth and show people our ideas aren't just ideas, that our ideas are real 
substantive solutions to the problems they see in their 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 daily lives. Spike yeah. Cohen just over on uh, on Brad Palumbo's show. This is the very point that he's been raising as a you know the VP candidate trying mm-hmm. to go around and focus on a culture of winning, not this mentality yeah. of oh you know oh we we got third again you know we got one yeah. percent of the vote again. So Jeremy, there is a mentality of we are starting to see we need to take care of our own room, you know, clean up. Was it your own car first? Like that is a mentality coming into the movement. Yeah. It's um, I think, I think you bring up a lot of really interesting things that are uh, not necessarily tied to our topic today, but I'd love to discuss. You're getting into some Carnegie stuff for me, um, which, which I absolutely love. So, uh, one of the one of the big keys, and and it's funny because you and I had a discussion about another person in our movement this week. Uh, that uh, it, we 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 have one of the greatest mistakes the Liberty Movement has made. Oh, that friend. Made it, yep. Yeah, okay. that friend. I was like going through my head, and I was like, which friend was it? Okay, we we've made it about us, and we only want to talk about what libertarianism is, what it, you know, let me explain, let me teach libertarianism, right? We, we've made it about us when the reality is, is what do people want to talk about, Brian? They want to talk about themselves. Yes. And so if we want to be effective, uh, especially, and that's really what empathy does, a good tip then uh, is to pretend you're a reporter and you're tr- when you're on a topic and you're talking to a friend you want to show the, – the way you show interest in them is by asking them a lot of questions. Well, pretend you're a reporter trying to get a story about how they came to feel the way that they do about this topic. There was a journey and experiences. Uh, something happened along the way. And in order to be interested – this is one of my favorite quotes ever. In order to be interesting, you have to first be interested. People are interested in you if you are interested in them. So by taking that interest in other people, you become what you're talking about, far more likable. And then that's going to afford you the opportunity because you've shown interest in them. They now have a psychological trigger that wants to reciprocate. And they do what? Well, they ask you, well, how did you come to reach your position? Oh, so glad you asked, right? And when you interact in that way where you can put down these walls, put down these defenses, not make other people feel shame and guilt, and you can actually start to tie into sort of what core emotions made them believe what they believe. Now I can approach it and say, you know, I've, I feel the same emotions, but about this part of this issue as opposed to this part of this issue. Look at and you, you dropping in some Robert Cialdini in there. I heard that. You sneaky SOB dropping in some reciprocity in there. But you're right, Jeremy. It, it's good stuff. Um, but you're right, though. This is the stuff that, you know, it is – it's not, though – I'll go back to your – you're talking about, you know, being curious about the individual, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's also not just a matter of it making you more likable. And here And this is the best part. If you do it well, if you are – if you're asking right the right questions, not just asking questions, asking the right questions, questions that show that you're genuinely curious about mm-hmm. the other person, not only will it, to your point, make you more likable, but it will help you do your job yeah. better. They it will tell you your job. Right. It yeah. makes your job easier. Like literally they yeah. will tell you what to do. Yes. <laughs> How perfect is that? So not only is it you like helping them 
and helping, I guess, build up this, you know, we, we, we sometimes overcomplicate things in sales, right? And if you listen to a lot of sales podcasts or you read a lot of sales books, you'll see that, you know, the different acronyms tossed out left and right. We overcomplicate things, we right? Really we almost get in our own way sometimes. If Yeah, you want to be likable, but mm-hmm. you be likable by showing genuine interest. You show yeah. genuine interest by being eternally curious. You be eternally curious by admitting, I don't know everything. And yeah. you do that by having to have some, some very deep one-on-one conversations with yourself. And mm-hmm. that is sometimes the hardest part is having to say, there's a lot of stuff I know. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff I'm good at. A lot of stuff I'm not good at, though. And there's a lot of stuff, Jeremy, that I don't know. And if we expect other people to listen to us and hear things that they don't know, we have to show that there are things that we don't know and show them that we're human. So I say all that, my friend, we are already, I looked at the clock, close to time. So let's do this. We want to make sure we're wrapping up the change triangle in the conversation today with a nice bow. So what do you want to make sure folks walk away from the conversation today with Jeremy? Yeah. Uh, When you engage in conversations with individuals who may feel differently than you or hold different positions, make sure you come from a place of calm, confidence, and, and really ask questions to understand how their emotional perspective reached the point that they did. If they are defensive, if they're in a position where they're, uh, you know, not wanting to engage, um, you, you're going to want to walk them through and ask questions to get to those core emotions because those core emotions are the ones that can trigger them to take action or change. And it really happens, and that gets into the persuasion part, which is bringing up their cognitive dissonance on these issues. Um, but you can only bring up, you can't bring up cognitive dissonance on defense or <laughs> inhibitory emotions. You can only bring up co- cognitive dissonance on their real core emotions. And so make sure, but it, most important, stay calm, stay curious, and ask how they reached that point. Jeremy Todd, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Where can folks go ahead and follow you to continue the conversation? Yeah, at jtodd601 on Twitter, jtodd4lnc.com is my website with a little bit of uh, my platform for running for Libertarian National Committee. And then my final plug, because I don't believe I'll be back on before this, go to inthedamnwars.org. Uh, September the 11th uh, across the country. Uh, We are holding some unified rallies. I know here in Arizona, we are actually partnering with the Green Party. Should be fun Um, uh, to end the damn war. So we've got out of Afghanistan hopefully soon. Fingers crossed. We'll see if we (laughs) screw that one up. Um, But there are we, we are in Somalia, in Yemen. We are we are in Libya, in Syria. We this is this is to end them all and and never go back. So yeah. in the damn wars Love it. Yeah, and thoughts and prayers to not only the uh, those directly impacted the the, the totally. you know the loved ones, the the families of the thirteen service members killed overseas, mm-hmm. um, but thoughts and prayers to the, the countless others who have been impacted over the past twenty years. Um, yes, it is time, Jeremy to end the wars. Also, if folks are interested in uh, in learning more about Jeremy and his campaign, click the uh, artwork here in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to briannicholshow.com. Go to the episodes page and click on Jeremy's link. It'll bring you right to his uh, profile. You can check out all of his social media links, his uh, his platform there for LNC and more. Uh, and if you want to follow me, of course, at B. Nichols Liberty, make sure, folks, if you enjoyed the episode, 
share the episode. But with that being said, that's all we have for you today. Uh, coming up here on Wednesday, which I I can't believe we're already almost to the end of August. Where uh-huh. did it go? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, but we have an, a guy who's all about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Adam Kreigler is going to be joining the program. So make sure, folks, if you're interested in learning more about Bitcoin, you're strapping in. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on our sales conversation with Jeremy Todd. We'll see you Wednesday. Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo in his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So... Head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.